Welcome everybody to a um, new episode of uh, the Holistic Actress Show. Today I am happy to have with me a friend and an influential person uh, in my healing and transformational journey. He is a political scientist, a journalist, and a co-founder of Casa Earth. I'm happy to have uh, today with me Santiago Rodriguez Tarditi. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Marike. Hi, everyone. Super excited to be here, to uh, be part of this incredible new project, this platform for uh, expression, for community building, and for a little bit of magic. Congratulations on this amazing podcast. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I do believe in the power of the words. And I think that me and you, we have a lot of things in common. Uh, we both love to write. And that means that we really give a lot of importance to, to the words, which is something that um, nowadays is not that, um, um, you know, automatic. It's not that I don't give that for granted. People use words constantly, sometimes with not that much of uh, meaning or attention on our caring, you know. And uh, so, you know, I, I was really... Uh, curious to I really wanted you today <laughs> you know why because uh, uh, I think there is a lot uh, about your story and your journey that is uh, clearly um, private and it's going to be probably private <laughs> I don't think you're going to talk about your privacy today but it's really interesting to me to see what's behind um a path like yours, like a man who has been uh, living a very fulfilled life and very adventurous life, uh, who made uh, bold choices since you were very, very young. Um, like, uh, let's start with uh, your veganism uh, uh, choice. Uh, I know that you decided to become vegan very, very young. Uh, I mean, like in a teen age, and that already created a lot of change and transformation in your life. Um, so yes, in this podcast, we talk about change and transformation. So I need people around the globe who can give inspiration and who can give permission sometimes, because I think that sometimes what we need is to feel that we can make decisions by observing somebody else. Uh, so um, first questions that I have prepared for you as uh, there's something to unfold in this podcast, I'm going to try to be uh, as much as short as I can. Uh, you write on Substack. And you. yes, and your name on Substack is uh, Normal Animal. That was really curious to me. So uh, my first question is, what animal you are? What animal am I? Um, I'm a human animal. I think uh, we often forget that we are also animals. 
And um, it's a very important word because it doesn't just compile different species around the world, but etymologically, it comes from the word anima. Anima meaning soul. So we are bearers of, of a soul. Um, being animals means having a consciousness, a collective consciousness that keeps us completely intertwined with all the different species. So as an animal, I'm, I'm a primate. I, um, I think we evolved from uh, primates that uh, originated in Africa and then decided to travel the world and uh, conquer new lands, new um, climates, new topography, new culture, new religion. And uh, somehow here I am, you know, becoming the best version of that primates possible, possible. And I think that is achieved with or, or through uh, a spiritual evolution. I think that we went from whatever Neanderthal man, Astralopithecus man, whatever, to becoming this homo sapiens, this thinking man, but now we're evolving towards a homo sentient, you know, a being that's more connected with emotions with the source the source being you know, love being light um and a balance of of the dark side too you know being being uh, our our shadow or obscurity so i am a very complex animal i am a, an evolved primate um that is continuing its path um, and hopefully one day we'll achieve um, a spiritual essence. Mm. Why one day and not now? It's it's a process. It could be now. It could be, you know, an hour from now. It could, it could be never. It could be in a different life. It's, it's a process. You just have to endure it and, and enjoy it. Um, you know, yeah. the... Yeah. I mean, we're talking about evolution. This isn't so, this. This is something that, for many oh, I'm, species, I'm, yeah. I'm just asking because I see you as a as as a spiritual. Um, I mean, I see you in your spiritual essence as a human being, for as much as it, it is possible. And I love that you said, "I'm a complex human being." And so your name on Substack is normal animal. So I guess you. Uh, do you think that normality means also complexity, right? Yeah, I think the decision behind the 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 Substack name, by the way, for for those who who don't know, Substack is a platform that is becoming very popular amongst uh, writers and journalists who are finding new ways to uh, monetize their content, to share their stories, to create a community. So these are our, our newsletters. Uh, I, I try to send uh, one newsletter every every week. 
Um, and then there's a, a part exclusive for, for paid content for subscribers who um, are willing to support the work of, of writers because nowadays getting um, paid for uh, publishing has, has become very different, very difficult, very complicated. Um, you know, with, with the rise of AI, it's, um, it's a whole nother ball game and, uh, yeah, people just don't want to, don't want to pay for, for work. So Substack is allowing us to, to share these stories. Normal animal is, is the mix of this idea of, of being, um, part of, of an ecosystem, part of a, of a, of a species. And then the normality is more of a wordplay and kind of, you know, an exaggeration, a hyperbole of the world, because normality doesn't really exist. It's just this very, very made up framework that is interpreted accordingly to whatever is needed in a particular time you know behave normal be normal act normal that's very different if you know your mother says it to you rather than your friend or a teacher or a doctor or a different religion has a whole nother concept of what normality means so I I don't think normality really exists. What what is being uh, normal? What is being an animal? But at the same time, it's something that goes around my head since I was very little. You know this this idea of having to tick boxes and to follow certain norms that make you normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's um, it's uh, true. Define normality. Who can really define normality? I mean, we're we're all normal, but we're all abnormal. But we're all real, but we're all surreal. You know, yes. that's, as I said a while ago, we're we're just very complex beings. Yes. So thank you for um, mentioning about Substack and uh, of course all of your uh, link and uh, information on your account will be um, uh, will be written on the podcast commentary so people can find you. But I know you have already a lot of followers, so I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's um, so the the thing that really um fascinated me about you is um is your love story uh i don't mean by that like not in the romantic way <laughs> like not in the romantic way but i was curious to um observe and and imagine what does it mean for a man who who lived a freedom life, you know? I mean, I don't know your life, but what I have perceived, uh, it's been uh, this journalist, writer, um, you know, seeker, discover person that you are definitely not normal, if we can say, you know, not standard.
standard, you know. Uh, you don't strike me as somebody who goes to the office at five, at nine, and comes back home at five, right? So, and uh, because I love change, I love transformation, I love understanding the power of change and transformation, I do truly believe that love is the most scary and transformative experience in life. And so very few people really jump into this challenge. Uh, many people can feel like, oh, I, you know, I change, I do things, I move. And I used to be one of them, like feeling really, really confident in my capacity of creating change just because I was so good at, you know, jumping on a plane and moving from Miami to New York, to LA, to London, to, you know, whatever. I'm so cool. I'm, I make change in my life <laughs> all of the time. But the reality of things is, is that change occurs so many times in the silence and in the darkness and in the stillness. And in, in uh, and love, uh, yes, there are so many good things about it. Um, but there are also difficult times on falling in love and then committing to love and uh, using love as a way, as a, you know, as an engine that moves you to your next level, to your next version of you, right? And I do truly believe that love requires a huge strength and a capacity to die, when you are single for a long time, and I've been single for a long time now. So I kind of observe people who took the jump and their and their journey because I think it's inspirational and I think that is needed, especially to understand and not only you know, the romantic things of falling in love, but like really from a personal point of view. You know, this is my change. Yes, I'm with this person, but I'm changing and I'm committing to myself to, you know, I'm going to let that person be that, that version of me, the single one die and I'm going to welcome a new one. So would you, would you share a little bit of your own um, transformation in this sense uh, how love has been transformational and and what have been yeah your path and your challenges and and your enlightenment in this sense so i think it's important to to define love you know again there are many different definitions of of what love is from the biological you know just of number of chemicals interacting in your body to making to make you feel um drugged actually to make you feel uh in ecstasy there's also you know our family friendly love and then there is the couple's love which i think is based on a commitment to exercise compassion and empathy with another person or other persons who will serve as mirrors that will show you a lot of insecurities a lot of 
darkness, a lot of things that must be worked. Um, and it takes a lot of commitment to get to both be willing to look at yourself in the mirror and from the other side to hold the mirror for that other person to explore their most um, obscure corners. That is a love that is achieved through daily work. You know, yes, that, that beautiful fairy tale love exists, but it transforms over time. It changes, um, especially in my case, I, I work with, with my wife. And so we're building pillars constantly, you know, the pillars of, of trust, not just in terms of, hey, I'm going to go out and party all night. Like, can I trust you? But also like, hey, we're running a company together. Can I trust you? Can we be trusted? Um, so th there are many different pillars that, that start appearing once you decide to settle down. And, and to build something with another person. Um, my journey, you know, was, was always very, I was, I was very open to meeting people, to trying out new things, to traveling the world with other persons. And at one point in my life, I thought that getting married was going to make me happy. Um, I was I was married uh, a few years ago. My first marriage didn't last too long. It was maybe under a year, but it was a long eight-year relationship that was also very chaotic because we did a lot of long distance. So I kind of explored everything from early commitment to total liberation to you know full sexuality to complete hermitism and concentration on myself and what i realized was that although it can be very fun to always be open to discovery and to meeting new people there's a big energy exchange. There's a big emotional exchange. There's um, a lot of intimacy that is shared and that eventually becomes a little, a little hard to maintain, you know, instead of just like getting on a plane and being one day in one place. The same goes with, with, with a person, you know, I'm yeah, dating three people at the same time or having, you know, two months long relationships or like, it's fun. It's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. For a while. <laughs> long, long term, long term. It is exhausting. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, especially if, if you want to acknowledge that with the passing of time, especially if you're in this process of evolution there's only so much you can grow by having these, you know, short-term flings or dating or relationship or whatever. 
there is a time and a place for that. You know, for some people is when they're younger, for some people is when they're older, for some people is when they're divorced, for some people is when they're married. Mm-hmm. This, this applies to every person differently. But in my case, it also happened without expecting it. You know, as as I was coming out of some failed relationships, short-term relationships, and just being, you know, kind of bored with the dating scene, I decided not to continue dating. And then my wife, Valeria, appeared out of the yeah. well, Let's mention Valeria. And also, I want to give a little bit of backstory of how I met Santiago and Valeria. Um met them in uh, her their uh, first uh, retreat in Mexico to Plotstan on March 2023 and uh, um yeah and I want to also say that it's been um, quite surprising to you know seeing this humanity and in both of you uh, I care to say that because sometimes you meet people online, you join, uh, you know, programs, courses, retreats, you never know where you, what you're going to find. And I got lucky enough to find you both. And it's been a incredibly, you know, uh, human experience, but also how good people you are. That's another thing that really needs to be mentioned, how good people you are and how much of uh, uh humility also in the way you serve others you you know you give to others you serve others like without having to put on masks or just uh, pretending or selling something different from from who you are so really appreciating all of that from both of you um so yeah it's a quite interesting because you use the word trust i think this is a very difficult word (laughs) this is a difficult world word for the world right now there is a lot of uh there is a lot of unsafety in the world there is a lot of unsafety in relationships i talk for myself because you know a little bit of my story and um yeah and uh, you know we all have lost people recently for some reason for another reason and this already creates a lot of unsafety having bold relationships you can count on either is romantic relationship or friendships or communities safety safety it's important to to build up trust right and i think that that's what you and valeria are doing uh through your work because your work uh is very much about safety and about trust and it's also about reconnecting to the self reconnecting to the nature how much your passions have put yourself you two together a lot i mean they they were the main connecting points that drew us together i think um i have been vegan for for many years um i started uh exploring uh, vegetarianism when when i was a teenager but um uh I've, I've been a vegan for for the past seven years or so and i knew that finding a partner who was also vegan was non-negotiable 
Um, you know, for me, it's a, a commitment, a lifestyle, a path of virtue, call it whatever you want. And it's not just a, a, a passing trend or, or, a, or a fad diet. So for me, it was it was very important to be able to share that that space and 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 those uh, projects or or objectives uh, uh, with with someone who was uh, like minded. Um, equally, you know, we we both practice yoga, meditation. Um, we're into herbalism, gardening, uh, environmentalism uh, as as a whole, and that that brought us together. But then we also discovered new passions independently and as a couple and as a business. So this whole concept of, of slow living is something that we had been practicing in a way without really labeling it. But now that we made it more of our purpose um, in our daily lives, but also through Casa Earth, our, our project together, um, I think it's become this this guiding principle, this reminder of, hey, are we doing things the wrong way? Should we like you know take a break? Should we go exercise, walk in the park, meditate, play with the dogs, whatever? And so it's it's become this kind of this pole star that that reminds us where where we want to go. Um, but yeah, the the whole the whole process is I, I think. What's important to emphasize here is that processes usually don't don't end. You know, they they don't finish. Like there there is no real goal in life. There is no finish line in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you you might consider death like the conclusion of a cycle, but then immediately I think there is this sort of rebirth or ascension or expansion or integration or whatever you. You want to um, call it, so it's something that is never ending. We are we are processes. We are processes, and, and and there's a lot of pressure that comes with this idea of having a, a rigid finish line. You know, of course, it's good to have objectives. Of course, it's important to have intentions, uh, right. intentions, a list of things you want to accomplish. But like just just being here is is the ultimate goal, just experiencing life. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking about change and transformation, um, I do always this question to my ho- my guests. And I like this question because uh, you know, I'm an actress also, so I love to read scripts and uh, scenes and stories and uh, you too <laughs> you, you do like to write and 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 read as well so i i know that there is a time in the plot of a story where the character the main character uh enacting is called the point of crisis so the point of crisis is like something happens in the life of the character and uh, so the character is not going to turn back. It's not going to come back anymore in the past version. Something is going to happen. I love that my acting coach used uh, The Godfather as an example 
I don't know if you watched The Godfather, but there is this scene of Al Pacino going to the restaurant. He was the the good guy. Uh, it, he didn't want to become like his father. Uh, he was a, like a working like as a military, uh, you know, good boyfriend and never cheating on the girlfriend. But then when they tried to kill the Godfather, his father, he realized uh, now. I, I got to change. Something needs to change. <laughs> then he went to the restaurant in Queens and uh, yeah, and he killed for the very first time. Knowing before going there that that would have been a no turning back point for him. And I think that everybody has a turning, a no turning back point um, in our, in, in every single life, you know, in every yeah, in every life so far, maybe it's gonna happen again, a new no turning back point. And I'm curious to know what is it, what it's been yours, no turning back point, something that like a person you um, met significant or an event that from moment on, for that moment on, character Santiago couldn't be back, couldn't, couldn't turn back. It's actually a, a, a good question and one I don't have a specific answer to. I think there have been many different no turning back points in my life, you know, where, where you just decide to be committed to something. Like, for example, with, with writing, you know, I knew like, hey, I'm always going to write. It's just, but that, that, that was something that kind of just naturally, um, evolved that naturally appeared in my life you know, I, I, I grew up in a family that is very intellectual and my father is also a journalist and and um, a writer and, and so you know this this kind of just this this idea of writing was very normal to me it was 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 part of our DNA um, literally and, and metaphorically but I guess it was when I published my first article, you know, in a, in a, in a real magazine that I, I could go and buy at the bookstore or at the supermarket and like open and see my name. Printed. When that happened? I was probably 17 or 18 years old. Um, and I, I got hired uh, by what used to be the coolest magazine in, in Colombia back then where like professional writers were published and, and and I published this four page article with pictures with my name on it with and it was it was this great moment of 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 realizing like there's there's no turning back like this is what I want to do I want to I want to write I want to share stories I want to share my perspective I want to share some words and and, and hopefully find um, other people who connect and then later on you know that that became a career and became a profession and it's changed in many ways you know I've, I've done it as a political scientist i've done it as a researcher i've done it as a journalist i've done it as a content creator for social media as a script writer as a copywriter for companies and brands so writing you know was natural but but when i realized that i could i could make a living of, of that it was like a point of no return you know like i'm, I'm not going to change my career i'm not going to improvise on anything new like it's not like i'm gonna go and pick up a violin and see if that's 
nothing that I could do. It's good to explore other things, but but that that commitment, and I think that's that's a key word that the commitment um, is what usually goes connected to the point of of of, of no turning back, um, point of no return, and it also happened later on with with veganism. You know, I I understood veganism from um, an environmental perspective, from a spiritual perspective, from a nutritional perspective, from an ethical perspective. And then when I gathered all those different perspectives, I realized, I mean, there's, there's really no turning back. Like there's, there's no, no need for me to go back and, and eating meat. And, and, and this is another commitment I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take. Likewise with, with a relationship, you know, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get married with this person. Like there's no turning back. There has to be commitment here. Like this isn't just like, you know, one more in, in, in my journey. It's not like I can pick up my bags and, and escape. And of course, you know, we, we fight and of course we have problems and of course we had challenges, but, but when you commit and then you create those, those points of no return and say, Hey, it's, all in all in beautiful i love what you say like i love what you say because it resonates so much i think change and not turning back and really yeah taking taking changing means commitment like changing means commitment and discipline on doing that and it's not necessarily as many people think like as I used to think I'm going to jump in this plane I'm going to jump in that plane I'm going to do these things like I'm changing that sounds more like running away um but commitment and waking up every morning and knowing that 5 a.m in the morning I'm going to write every day every day every day uh, as much as for all of the rest of the habits that we have with relationships, with uh, the music instruments, I think all the time about pianists, you know, and guitarists every day, every day, every day. That's the only way to get a master of something, right? And so repetition is always the key. Beautiful. I love that. Um, I'm going to ask a couple of questions more and then I'll let you go, I promise. The first one that um, makes me curious about your um, your nationality, because you are Colombian, and um, there is also a Italian blood in your blood, which I like because I'm Italian, <laughs> so I understand. I mean, I don't know if I like it, but I understand <laughs> at least. Um, and, uh, how do you feel? Do you feel like, uh, do you feel Colombian? Do you feel European? Do you feel international? How, where do you belong the most in terms of, I, I, I feel, I feel confused. I think, um, I've, I've had the fortune of traveling to so many places and, I've lived in nine different countries, 13 different cities. I was born in, in Colombia, but when we were four years old, or sorry, when I was four years old, uh, we moved uh, to Europe. And then uh, I came back to Colombia when, when I was eight or nine years old. Then uh, I, I lived and studied there. Um, 
But 18 years ago, I, I left. I, I moved back to Europe. I, I love Europe. I think it's a great place in, in, in many ways. Of course, it has a, a lot of uh, problems too, like every part of, of the world. But that European connection is always there. And whenever I'm in Europe, I feel very comfortable. Um, I lived in Paris. I lived in London. Um, I lived in Berlin for a while too. So these are places that I, I understand and where I feel very, very comfortable. Colombia is my, my birthplace and uh, will forever be important for me. My, my father is Colombian. My, my mother is Italian-Brazilian, was Italian-Brazilian. She passed away a, a year and a half ago. Um, but she lives on through me, of course, and, and through many other things. Um, so it's important to note that I grew up in a, in a very liberal family, um, according to Colombian standards. You know, I, uh, my mom was a vegetarian for a while, and, and that's how I, I first um, uh, realized that it was a, a possibility when I was only 13 or 14 years old. Uh, my father, being a journalist and a writer, always exposed us to books, to documentaries, to museums. Um, so that, in a way, created this very international mindset that was occasionally hard for me to explore in Colombia, just because I, one, one, one example in particular, but this one time in, in school, uh, a few guys wanted to beat me up for whatever reason. I can't remember, you know, because it, it was an all boys school and, you know, it was about being very tough and being bully and getting into fights and so on. And they wanted to, to, to punch me, to, to hit me. And I rejected any violence. Um, and so these guys became more frustrated and then they offended my mother, which of course was the ultimate uh, uh, offense. And uh, everyone around us was like, oh my God. Like, yeah, you gotta you punch them doing? back. Like now you have to fight, like it's for another <laughs> And I replied with a poem and I said, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words shall never hurt me. And that made it worse. <laughs> I, I, I got punched harder. Um, no, actually, actually it, it, it prevented the fight. I didn't fight, but you know, people were like, who is this guy? Like, yeah, of course. He, he's gay. He's a loser. He's a yeah. weird, like... He's provoking me, like of course, like teenagers uh, wouldn't wouldn't get it the right way. Totally, I... totally. So that that's <laughs> kind of that's kind of the, the Colombia I, I grew up in. Mm -hmm. uh, I changed a lot of friends. I I had to fight with breaking down a lot of standards. I I had to, you know, also carve my own my own spot. And I. I never felt entirely at home in in Colombia, although it's a place I, I deeply love and you know I, I still feel very very much part of myself whenever you know Colombia is going through political or social turmoil like I, it affects me I, I I feel it very close and at, at one point I also considered going back and, and getting into politics. Uh, mm -hmm. 
but you know that's i don't know i don't know maybe. i think I'm, maybe maybe later maybe yeah. another day but for now i'm i'm focusing on on other things um but but yeah colombia of course plays a very important role in in, in my life at, at this point i've lived half my life in colombia and half my life overseas so it's it's starting to feel more more of a mix and uh currently i i live in mexico we live in mexico and uh there's a lot i've learned from from the local culture here specifically uh you know ancestral wisdom indigenous um information that has been shared with us and, and so i'm also trying to connect with that um you know that that information that was held from us both in Colombia and both in Europe uh, just because it wasn't it wasn't available back then so uh, so yeah I don't know I'm exploring I'm, I'm, I'm a very complex, complex human being I have a Colombian passport I have an Italian passport I have an US <laughs> like it's it's great in terms of bureaucracy and, and travel yeah, you're liking you're definitely lucky but but in terms of my my personal formation it's just a a good mix a good cocktail yeah uh, it's understandable because of your background and i think it's fascinating also to um consider how um the the relationship with the land the original land it's so in need of healing for so many of us like I feel the same with Italy, but it's been by coming back here, for example, that I had the chance. I did come back here because I had to. Uh, it was not a choice, but it's been an occasion and I knew that life was kind of like pushing me on healing the relationship with my land, um, which I did um, for a big part uh, for that big part that was very traumatized it was a big shadow for me being italian like big 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 shadow uh now i feel more relaxed about it but it's hard to belong i think that belonging to something difficult for so many people um especially when we have backgrounds parents uh, that already they have their own identity that it's uh, you know multi-ethnical or they have their own belonging issues that kind of uh, go down on generation to generations right so I think um, this is something that I struggle with like the belonging and uh, I hear a lot of people struggling, especially after COVID time, where the world got confused about the direction and where to go and what to do. And we had literally to stop and where to go, <laughs> you know, but now where, where I'm going to go, where I'm going to stay. I don't know. I'm still processing those things. Anyway, how do you, how do you define belonging? I think that for me, belonging is a sense of peace and and freedom of um, with internal peace and internal freedom where I can feel safe to be, where I can feel safe to be. I don't feel safe to be in Italy. It's not a place where I feel safe to to be 
who I am and to express who I am or simply to be in the silence of who I am. It's a place that pushes you constantly of you got to do, you got to prove uh, the family, the backstory. There is a lot of heaviness on the shoulders that don't belong to me. And it's not that easy to, you know, p- take down and say, I'm not going to care about that because maybe I do it but I feel lonely and I feel not safe and I feel not seen and I feel not recognized. So yes, I can apparently do things to feel free or in peace, like slow living, healing and all of this stuff. But when I'm here, physically here, I feel the energy of this place. Like I was in Germany yesterday. I've been in Germany in the last five days and there was another energy and my body was different and I was feeling differently because of the land <laughs> because it, that was not Italy and it was not America. It was Germany. It was a new experience. It was a new energy for me. And so I understand that um, confusion <laughs> in terms of like, well, I don't really know yet. Maybe I will never know. Who knows? Um, but definitely keep building a sense of safety inside. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that we can do no matter what. So the last question, which is my favorite one, uh, because I love this word, the word becoming. Um, and I ask everybody who comes here. And so who is the person Santiago is becoming. Who is the person Santiago is becoming? Well, that's that's like 10 years of therapy in one minute. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I becoming? Uh I, I don't know. I I there's there's a lot of uncertainty in the process of becoming which i fully embrace i i i love that things sometimes go as unplanned and hopefully it's it's for the better you know i i like when life grants me surprises when the unexpected happens. And I think that part of becoming someone is 50% that and 50% working on, on yourself. I'm becoming a more mature man. And I say man specifically because it also involves redefining a lot of aspects connected to masculinity. I'm becoming somebody who is very different from the masculine standards that are expected of someone like me. I'm becoming a more compassionate person with people i'm very compassionate with animals but people 
give me a little work. And I'm becoming more compassionate, not just with other people, but with, with myself, which is also very important. Applying that compassion with, with your yourself. I'm becoming, I don't know. A... You're becoming a businessman too. <laughs> Let's remind that too, <laughs> you know. There's there's that that aspect, but like I I don't really want to become a an, an entrepreneur. I just want to be able to create spaces and platforms where people feel safe and vulnerable and trustworthy and inspired and confident to to share their story and present themselves as, as who they are like yeah hopefully that makes me millions of dollars and i can create this at a larger scale and help more people get in touch with their true essence with compassion with empathy with all these standards that are helping me become who i want to be which ultimately is a better version of myself no, and that is according to following a path of virtue where love is really the the fuel through this all you know trying to become a more loving person i think is who i want to become and i think you are a lovely person um, let me remind that you and your wife, Valeria, are going to host a new retreat in um, August 2024. And uh, everybody who is interested to know about the work of Santiago and Valeria, they can go and visit the link of Casa Earth that I'm going to uh, upload in the commentary of the podcast uh, go and check the work they do uh, I'm following an amazing course on herbalism hopefully I will join Bali too um, in August which is the next retreat and many 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 more things that I think they I mean you can find in uh, their social media and websites um, thank you so much for being here Thanks to you for holding this space and uh, for allowing me to express myself. Um, welcome, Santiago. Uh, for everybody, uh, please, if you liked this episode of podcast, uh, uh, follow the Holistic Actress show, like it, rate it, give me a star, uh, share it, you know, uh, let my, um, this space, not really my voice, but this space to be uh, known for everybody that doesn't know it. And I'll see you to the next episode of the Holistic Actress Show. Thank you for listening.